You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. As a gentleman, you can flee the country, you can change your name, you can finally get to Mars and then go, oh shit, I really am the only one here with syphilis. <laughs> but nothing, nothing will save you from the lash list. Sorry about that fumble there. <laughs> How the hell y'all doing? <laughs> y'all got to ask yourselves a very important <laughs> question. The only question you should be asking yourself in the coming weeks. Are you ready to know what it is? Dun, dun, dun. What the <laughs> hell are you going to get Holly Ogden for her birthday? <laughs> Which is April 6th. 7th. 7th. Duh, I was just seeing if you remembered. <laughs> That's a holy number. You no, know, you know what? It was the six before before the Mandela effect. <laughs> don't you remember? I don't remember like that. <laughs> I I you know I keep forgetting that my birthday's only like a month away. It's not mm. even a month away, it's like a few weeks, isn't it? Oh. Well yeah, it would be one month. Ish. Hmm, I think on Saturday it was a month. Yeah. It was a month from Saturday. Well, you can free, feel free to drop off gifts here at Podcast Detroit, care of Holly Ogden. Yeah, at the Royal Oak studio. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a hotel. Let's at the Royal it. Oak Inn. <laughs> at the Royal Oak studio, you can drop me off gifts. I appreciate it. <laughs> DJ Jess is sick, but we have the next best thing. Actually, I'm really excited about this. <laughs> Miss David Sheroth herself. Oh, no. Ellen. I didn't know you wanted me to talk on the mic. Oh, yeah. Well, here That's I am. what I usually do. Oh, for the whole show? <laughs> yeah. You want me to talk onto the mic? Yeah. All right. I want you to do your David Lee Roth impression. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> Look, that's why I want to do drag because you just lip sync. Right. We were just wanna... we were talking about you doing drag as David Lee Roth and how oh, epic that would be. The king of cock rock himself. That would be awesome. You got the hair for it. I mean, that's why I came up with the character. And uh, when I saw that picture on Instagram, I'm like, oh my god, she really does look like David Lee Roth. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do love him. I shouldn't. Because he represents, like, toxic masculinity at its cheesiest. You know he was really into enemas? <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> no, he usually gives chicks, like, enemas backstage and stuff. Oh, I thought you were saying for himself. Oh, no. Lose weight or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's always, that's so trim. <laughs> Learn something new every day. I like the way that she feels when I shit and I'm getting, you know, slim. Yep. Yeah. All the food just comes right up. <laughs> so, uh, what? what? So, yeah. So what was the big appeal to that, for him to do that to women? What is, is the big appeal for anyone to watch anima videos? I have control over your bowel movements. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to put something it's in your butt that's going to come back out. It's very powerful. Oh. Splash! <laughs> Someone right now is watching an enema video. And listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the worlds collide. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> My two favorite things. <laughs> the wild animals. I'm about to get one Man, right now. they're going to send me that for my birthday. 
Oh God, you're gonna sound like enema kits. I want to do this to you. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, yes, follow David Sheroth on Instagram. She's absolutely hilarious. She's one of my favorite Instagram accounts. I was so excited to see her here and to know that she was going to be. When did you guys first meet each other? When you were first training as I was. a producer, I was sitting right in the corner of the you studio. You were on the Jimmy McKnight show. I was. The star, yeah, the Ninja Starship, and I you were sitting that. in, and Jess was producing. You're like, you know, Ellen's going to sit in and watch. Oh, that was it. Yep. And then, did you do reasons why I'm single, too? No. Okay. I could give you a million reasons why <laughs> I should be single. Thursday nights, if you want to be a guest. Very you know, I, I've heard a little bit of their show. They're actually really funny. Come on out. Oh, now I'm just plugging a show. Okay. That's, that's, that's okay. No, well, networking. We plug other shows. Networking. Yeah, we're the, we're the same network. Don't listen to other we shows. Have to be single. Can we talk about no. our single days? You can. <laughs> can we talk about you the can. good old days? <laughs> uh, oh you man, can. I got some stories for you. Yeah, <laughs> volume one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Mars, um, excuse me. How was Fantastic on? Oh, speaking of Mars, how was Fantastic? <laughs> I'm just not getting your text about Taco Bell, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, we'll get in the Mars thing in a minute. Uh, Fantastic on was great. You know, I've, I'm really happy. I built quite an audience in Toledo. So there were a lot of return uh, patrons for Nora 3 and then re release the Pieces of Madness. And that was really, really cool to be like, hey. And they were like, hey, I'm here for Nora 3. I'm like, oh man, you've actually been paying attention? That's really cool. I've waited a whole year for this issue. I'm like, wow. For anyone who doesn't understand what we're talking about, that's a comic book convention that happens in Toledo. And it's been going on for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I've, this, I've third done, year? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the third year. And I've done the show every single year and I'll keep doing Toledo just because, hey, now it's my home away from home. It's Fantastic Con Toledo. It's my favorite Fantastic Con. Um, those are shows that uh, Joe and Marty run, and they're great um, promoters. So, yeah, it was good. It's a good time. Did you get that bracelet there? It looks like a I steampunk. Did. Yeah, it's a steampunk bracelet. Yeah, because I, I got into the stuff part of the con, the crafts. I'm like, oh, I need you that. you got to have something to remember your time there. Right, like oh, some okay. steampunk lungs on a leather cuff. That's cute. Isn't that cool? I, just, I had it's, to. It's black people and it's got, yeah, like lungs with, what is that, metal? Yeah, it's like steampunk wheels. And, and like that. I like how you started off with like, it's black, like you were Bill Cosby. <laughs> it's black, like my it's yellow black. It's yellow wood pop color. <laughs> <laughs> yellow pudding pop color. <laughs> It was good. I roomed with uh, Max, the inebriated rabbit illustrator and writer, Mr. Eric Gutierrez. And that was a riot because it got... I well, I went snore? To... <laughs> no. And I will tell oh, you how he cured his snoring when we're on a break because I can't... He made me promise not to say it. <laughs> um, but that has been fixed. So that was wonderful. However, it was after the karaoke competition, which we do every Fantastic Con... Uh, I went upstairs about 1130, crashed, and he comes in the door. Mind you, this is not my real name. He's gone. It's three in the morning. He's like, can I say my right first? <laughs> I'm like, shut up. 
And then he's like banging on the TV. He goes, TV doesn't work. I go, who gives a shit? Go to bed. <laughs> you serious? And then he is sitting up and he does start snoring. You know, he doesn't wake up till 10 p.m., right? Right. <laughs> Seriously. And he's watching TV Good and then he starts morning. snoring. And I go, Eric, lay down and go to sleep. And he's like, he's like, it's okay. I'm watching TV. I'm like, no, you're not. You're falling asleep. I can hear you. And you're, it's waking me up. Because it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's super bad he's like sucking in the dressers like <laughs> why is the furniture all rearranged <laughs> seriously he's a force of nature it's insane but yes all in all it, it was an excellent time it was a good time <laughs> um, so yeah it's a great show uh, you guys should check it out it happens um, this time of year all the time so uh, okay so the space expound founder you know the spacex program where that missile launched in the sky or the rocket rather and people thought it was like a shooting star or comet what have you um that was launched from an air force base but elon musk warns first travelers to mars that there's a good chance you will die welcome to mars baby you're gonna die <laughs> so, uh, according to pjmedia.com, um, at South by Southwest, SpaceX founder and CEO Elon Musk projected that his first Mars spaceship will be ready for short trips. Short trips. That's like late years. Uh, by the first half of next year. He did warn, however, that the first travelers to Mars would likely perish. Uh, for the early people that go to Mars, it will be far more dangerous, Musk told HLN on Monday. I mean, really, it kind of reads like um, Shacklin's ad for Antarctica Explorers. Uh, it's difficult, dangerous, and good chance you'll die, but it's excitement for those who survive. Um, this warning came after a positive declaration. We are building the first ship, the first Mars or interplanetary ship right now, and I think we'll be able to do short flights, short up and down flights, uh, probably in the first half of next year, Musk predicted. Elon Musk warns, um, it's, <laughs> Al is much more dangerous than nukes. Uh, Musk referred to Ernest Shacklin, uh, Shackleton, excuse me, a polar explorer who led three British expeditions to the Antarctic and died in 1922. Uh, he's most famous for putting out an advertisement in Britain's the time supposedly reading as follows uh, men wanted for hazardous journey small wages bitter cold long months of complete darkness constant danger safe return and a safe return doubtful uh, honor and recognition in case of success uh yeah um so ironically no excuse me no historian has yet to be able to prove such an ad ever existed the entire story itself may be a myth but musk's reference to the famous ad may give it a real impact in history um musk warning that would-be mars adventurers face a good chance of death but unprecedented excitement should they survive may be a real life application of historical myth um such groundbreaking or perhaps atmosphere breaking would be a more proposed uh, adventures would come with risks and distinction for those who undertake them. Musk may have referenced a mythical ad with no historic proof it ever existed, but the spirit of uh, Shackleton and the Shackleton Foundation is very much alive uh, with the SpaceX. So, okay. Who... <laughs> okay, so you have a chance to go to Mars. You have a chance for colonization on Mars. But 
You're told you're told that thing that you most likely will not survive. But if you survive, you're a total badass. It, and even if you die, you'll still be the things of legends. You'll have a legacy. Like that chick went to Mars and she died on Mars, and that's pretty boss. So what means more to you, your life or your legacy? I mean, <clears throat> how would you be able to survive on Mars? Have you ever seen the movie The Martian? No. You'd have to... It's a really good movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, well, first of all, you'd have to learn to adapt to the atmosphere. You'd have to learn how to grow crops. And you'd have to hothouse them only because you can't grow anything on Mars. But people have talked about colonization on Mars for years. But I mean, as far as the atmosphere and, um, you know, how things are here versus how they are there. And I guess I don't know if, I mean, can you take off your helmet? No. Actually, well, that's the thing. That's really <laughs> The air in the ship would have to be like, you know, you have to acclimate to the the climate, but no, you're not going to be able to actually breathe the air on Mars without, you know, oxygen assistance. So who's going to keep filling up your oxygen? Hopefully Elon Musk will. Maybe that's why he's saying <laughs> you're going to die. I'm that's not sending question. any I'm more like, tanks. Like, you get uh, a 48-hour so tank. The atmosphere of Mars and some people can't because some people can't handle that. Some people can't fight aliens, Holly. We're not all... Some people can't <laughs> breathe on their own without action. That's crazy. <laughs> it is a weird thought, though, only because... Um, who was it? Oh, my friend from Australia... Um, came to Michigan and he was like, Casey, what do you think that, what, what is the purpose of life? Why are we here? And I said, I think the purpose of life you know, is to find out why we are here or, you know, we all have different reasons. And he goes, well, I think it's to ensure the survival of your species. He said, cause think about it. This planet is not going to make it another million years, maybe a couple thousand He's like, so you can't just let the human race die off. That's why colonization is so important to disperse ourselves throughout the galaxies to ensure the survival of the human race, uh, which I, I, I'm totally on board with. But at the same time, let's say alien life does exist. And let's say not all alien life is that welcoming and then vice versa. It's one of those things like, should we do the illegal alien thing and just say, I'm coming to this planet? I think that eventually we'll, we'll be able to live on another planet and be able to do the things that he's talking about somehow with the discovery. And I feel like technology keeps um, evolving so much, but I don't think that we'll see that in our lifetime. I don't think so either. So, uh, you know, we've we've come so far and had things happen that we never could have even imagined. Um, at least I've never, you know, could have imagined. So... I don't want to say that it would never happen. I actually have faith that we could make things happen, but I just don't think we'd see it in our time. And then the other thing is, um, like I was telling you, Casey, about how I was laughing because 
we were talking about overpopulation of um, in certain areas, certain countries and such, and that how it is something to be concerned about. But some people are, are like, no, the uh, overpopulation is not something to be concerned about. And we're like, well, man is destroying Earth in a sense. I mean, pollution, you know, mm-hmm. um, destroying uh, the layers of the Earth and then uh, just killing things off. We, we tear down a lot of nature to build and make way for more humans. Right. And that was the whole discussion, too, is um, depleting the oxygen because we're getting rid of the trees and such to make way for more people. And so more CO2 is being put off, not enough oxygen is being, get, you know, right. exchange. So I laugh because someone was like, oh, this meant, this earth is meant to um, handle as many humans as we are, are able to produce. Who the hell said that? <laughs> no, some, some girl online. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then all these people were commenting and was like, yeah, that's true. I'm like, no, it's not true. How is that? Because that's what... Um, <laughs> I was meant to fill my house with so many children <laughs> just because that's what I have a house for. Now that shit made sense. And I'm like... But, you know, battling with people, it's like, you know, they don't want to hear it, but... Because you're not, you're not even thinking, okay, she's thinking from, like, a, a peace, love, even environmental status. That's great. Let's talk about economics. This earth was meant to have people on it. Okay, yeah, I, I, I don't say that Economically, that's wrong, like, but... how many jobs are there? Like, how are you going to, like, I, <laughs> she's not even, like, because that's the thing, too, is that you're going to have more people having, you know, children, just have children that then they can't afford and then they want to holler about the government, like, you know, the government needs to stay on my business, but the government needs to pay my bills. Well, guess what? It's not the government's going to pay your bills. It's the other person with one child and two jobs. Right. There's not enough. Um... She's living in a fantasy world. And I wanted to reach into her neck and rip out her cervical <laughs> spine. I looked at it and I just was like, Done. what a dumb fuck. Dumb. I can't even comment back to that because it's so stupid. I just, I, I didn't even want to try after that. I was just like, you know what? That's... Who's paying for all these people? <laughs> Goddamn. Exactly. This earth was meant to support all life. And it's the, she was like, it's the circle of life. We are meant to reproduce. Okay. Yes. We're meant to reproduce. They go do it on Mars. Yes, you know what, our Elon? bodies are meant to yeah. reproduce. Not everyone because, you know, some people can have kids and, and, and so, and, you know, I feel bad for people who want to reproduce, but the earth cannot handle having, I want to have 50 babies and you're going to, you know, like, right. Shit. I mean, see. you thought traffic was bad before. You know what I mean? It's it's not. Uh, it, it Okay. If the world was not industrialized, it wasn't civilized. It was just all farmland as far as the eye can see. No industry, no cities, no suburbs. No freeways, no cars. Sure. Spread out. Go for it. Live in the woods. I don't give a fuck. But that's not the way of the world, honey. God, hey, Elon Musk, are you listening? <laughs> Take that bitch to Mars. <laughs> See how she does. Send, send her up there to have us here. with a dude. Let them procreate on Mars. 
So she can have her dream of just filling up the whole planet with her dumbass spawn. I thought your comment was so stupid. I don't even know how to comment back. <laughs> it's it's my it's a, these people exist. She probably listens a little pump. Probably like, oh, good gang. This is real hip hop. <laughs> God dang, we've been playing that song at home just because it's hilarious. And I watched that video. I'm like, who's gonna fuck this guy? Chicks find this that. attractive, dude. Seriously, and it's it's lazy. The rhymes aren't even tight, and it's, it's rhymes ain't tight. No, it's like <laughs> Tupac and Biggie are probably rolling over in their grave. It's so bad. All he says, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Spread that rise on new chain. My j- bitch love do cocaine. <laughs> I fucked a bitch. I forgot a name. That's all it is. And just go. He's going Gucci gang. As long as you why are you rhyme. a Gucci gang? Cause y'all a Gucci or. What? Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci gang. <laughs> Little chump. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Would you go to Mars? David She? Um, if my true love was on Mars. Barney? Yes. <laughs> he is. She likes Barney from The Simpsons. She yes. loves Barney. Oh. He's adorable. I don't know. <laughs> but what, in, in all seriousness, would I go? Um, I mean, you brought up a good point about the legacy. So I don't really have much of a legacy right now to leave behind. This might be my shot. And I feel like this also was a plot on The Simpsons when Homer and Barney were offered to go into space. The Simpsons did everything. Like, um, don't you want to make the people around you proud? Like, you could be an astronaut. Right. Then, Did you so. like to die in a blaze of glory? Um, I feel like I right now, I'd be like... Yeah, but then in the moment, I'd be like, no, wait, I take it back. Right. And right after you signed, like, no, wait. <laughs> it's like a haircut. Yeah. Like, you're going short, and then they cut it, and you're like, wait, no, I did my I had a stupid moment when I had, like, a knot in my hair, and after a while, because when you have long hair, at some point, you just give up, and you just cut the knot out. And then I looked at the clump of hair that was I had cut, and I'm like... What have I done? Oh, it was, a, it was <laughs> long, wasn't it? It was a lot of hair. There's a big but... old hole in your hair, too. No, and then, like, a little, like, a little chunk was, like, boop. Like, it was, like, sticking up in my head. <laughs> oh, and no. I'm like, this is, nope, this isn't good. This is bad. Why did I do this? But you can't tell. Like, I don't look like I have a bald spot or anything, so. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do you see the, is it still sticking up? It's no, it's great. It's like, some turtle wax on. I like it. <laughs> Racking a power donut over there. I like it. <sighs> Is you that the good. look where it's like the the monk look? Oh yeah, I dated a guy like that. We Ooh. just call it a power donut. <laughs> I don't think I've but the the oddest hairstyle. I've dated guys with long hair, and then that gets obnoxious because they like flop over and in bed, and then the hair just falls in your face. They and, flop uh, over. Do they flop over after an orgasm? I look like a dolphin, like Arr! the problem I would have with that. Okay, I don't. I like like okay, shoulder length hair for a guy. Okay, but like as long as mine or like if a guy had a, as long as your hair, which is her hair is past her boobs, I would just be like if we laid there and our hair intertwined, <laughs> just like no. freak me out. I mean that would be kind of cute, but no. All I've gotten was like the I'm going to bed, babe. And then the hair just goes in your face and you're like, slaps you in the face. Oh, I've done this to so many guys and I've never felt the pain until now. If I'll I sat down face. next to my boyfriend and I was on his hair when I was about to get up, because that's what he does to me, like 
I'm like, you're on my hair. Oh, it's torture. If he said, you're on my hair, I'd be like, no. <laughs> no, no, bitch, you're not. It's, uh, it's no fun to have somebody laying on your hair, though. I, I've been there. Jason's there can hair, only be one of us that, you know. There can only be one. <laughs> there can only it was be weird one. when it was two people doing it to each we other. We both can't That's why be we fabulous. Didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's hair is as long as mine right now. <laughs> we, really? we I think we have the same haircut. In our bathtub... Like I pull out clumps of hair all the time. Oh, yeah, Ugh. and it's like, yeah, I think that's mostly from him. <laughs> well, it happens to me. Like I have a hard enough time pulling my own hair out of the drain. It's a hard thing. Oh, you got a lot of hair, girl. I mean, your hair is thick too. So you get a lot of hair, and then you lose. If you a cut lot some of hair. out because you got a knot, you can't tell because your hair is so thick. Uh, and so, well, when you I'm were a little hair envious because my hair is so flat and thin. <laughs> if only I had the personality. <laughs> um. No, I like your hair. Kind of rocking the same blonde. So would you rock that hair on Mars? <laughs> would I? Yes. Let's, let's come back to the topic. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I was just trying to avoid the question. Would I? <laughs> I mean, you get... We got the ship out there, so you better make a wise choice. Well, think about it. You got to imagine that they're supplying all of your food, all of the things that you're going to need. You don't got to worry about a job. 401k that's all out the window but you get lonely because how many people are up there but here's another thing i read they they're only going to send the best and the brightest so first of all i don't qualify to live on mars for whatever (laughs) ungodly reason i'm the bar where it's set then mars has no hope mars is going to be like laid on its bills and uh just calling in sick to work there's going to be no hope for mars i don't know if any of this is making sense (laughs) But from what I've read, they're the day send... Mars called off. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Mars? Uh, yeah, Mars is just—I don't know. Mars is going to be more concerned about its social media presence than it is. <laughs> Mars sounds like an Indian dude. I know my name is Mars. Mars <laughs> will be just fine, but I just uh, imagine the ship taking off, and you changed your mind, and we're waving, and your face is pressed against the glass, like. Whoa! Wait, that would be me. I would be crying and I'd be giving up. And there'd be one older, wiser person on Mars like, you got to snap out of it. It's going to blow. I don't know. Holly and I will be watching the bleachers like, man, she was awesome. And like before it even leaves the atmosphere, it's going to blow up like the Challenger and be like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. She's still a legacy in my mind. She tried to go. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like if it was allowed reality tv shows where it already like snatched that up like we're sending we're sending five people all from different worlds oh that'd be awesome like <laughs> like what's it called real world all different lifestyles fighting when people stop being polite and start getting intergalactic <laughs> yes when mars gets real like <laughs> some like douchey like frat boys fighting like a tall white like <laughs> The skinny, the skinny white rack. asshole. <laughs> this pale looking stick motherfucker was like trying to steal my beer. I was trying to imagine them fighting with like helmets on. <laughs> <laughs> clonking them together. Clonk, clonk, clonk. So, well, and they're like floating, so it's like. Mars' atmosphere is actually super thin and it's made up of mainly carbon dioxide. So that's why we can't breathe it. Mm-hmm. You looked it up. Chuck. See, I didn't know. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not saying well, that. No, I, I don't know. I, I, I watched, figured you couldn't take your helmet off. Well, I watched it in The Martian, but, and he could never take his helmet off except for when he was in the ship. How am I supposed to know? I've never been to Mars. 
I'm going to let you borrow The Martian because it's like my favorite science fiction in the past 10 years. It's really, really good. I love that movie. Um, and the book is really good, too. So, You know, can we listen to Rocket Man when we go up to... <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, we're going to be Elton listening John to David just... Bowie. Maybe they need people to entertain up there. Ground even control they, they the to Harley Ogden. Boom, boom, boom. Ground control to Harley Ogden. <laughs> it's lonely up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, text me when you get there. So I know <laughs> this Wi-Fi sucks. <laughs> Hashtag buttfuck Mars. <laughs> Seriously. Can't. thirty. Taking selfies on Mars. <laughs> We're on it, Mars, y'all. <laughs> okay, so on to Holly's favorite topic, robots. <laughs> so, Alexa. The Amazon <laughs> thing. That little... Alexa, that is wired to your entire house. I can tell you, like, or you can tell as they dim the lights, turn off the lights, turning off lights, which is so fucking weird in and of itself because it totally reminds me of, like Fahrenheit 451. Oh, like, yeah. just you don't need a mind because you have Alexis. Um, or Alexa. I keep saying Alexis. It was like Alexis, like a couldn't car. Af- <laughs> couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter oh, Alexis. <laughs> um, Alexa. Anyways, so. And this is legit. This isn't just from some random underground kid in his basement website. This was on Good Morning America. Alexa is laughing spontaneously when it's dead silent in the house. She starts laughing. I want to hear this recorded. <laughs> it's pretty freaky. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll pull it up for you. But, yeah, so not only that, I read further... Um, about Alexa and it said there's a drop-in feature that you can turn on and they say you know this is how you turn the drop-in feature where you can like talk to multiple people <laughs> well who other people with Alexa I guess oh. I think you can do phone calls through there too it's, yeah that or like iPhone like- shit well someone else said that the drop-in feature wasn't even on it turned itself on, and she, they could hear people, like, from another country speaking in a different language. <laughs> I'm like, so that shit is wired across the globe. So well, you can't tell me that this is some sort of anti-terrorist plot, NSA, CIA, whatever the hell, that I knew it was from the damn start. Two two or three months ago, I posted on Twitter that I don't understand why anyone wanted to buy gadgets like Alexa, because they're... I consider them government spy tools. Yeah, you're right. Because I just thought, yeah, I mean, anything that can listen to what you're saying is always turned on and you can just say, you know, say its name and it'll listen to any command. It's got to have some kind of other features going on. And I never knew actually about what you just said, how you can connect with other people with Alexas and talk to them through it. Which so is, that makes it even more creepy. <coughs> I had to dig for that article, which is interesting that Good Morning America didn't bring that up, which makes you wonder how much they're in bed with, you know, central intelligence and all that. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to play this. Alexa has 
has customers questioning if the digital assistant has a mind of its own. Several users reported that Alexa started laughing in response to unrelated commands. Although Alexa is programmed to laugh when specifically asked to do so, the company says it's not sure what's causing the bug. A representative confirmed the problem and said that they're working to fix it. There's no word on when the problem will be fixed. Do you think that, um, oh, play the laugh, damn it. Alexa can be hacked into just like any other computer or anything. Yeah. So then people can mess with you if they really wanted to. Absolutely. Well, if you have the drop-in feature, then that grants access. You know, there's got to be some sort of firewall that comes down. Hmm. Which could be kind of scary because if you had some kind of um, technic. Come on, they laugh again. It's just laughing for no reason. I wish I had a fun, carefree laugh like that. It sounds like a party. Like she's having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine like <laughs> Whoa, that's not Alexa. Dude. Um I I need a better <laughs> thing of a laugh. Why don't, give me the laugh? <laughs> laugh for me. Make it sound demonic. <laughs> Make it sound deeper. Um, Play it in slow-mo. <laughs> what if you had like a technologically savvy <laughs> creepy? <laughs> I can't have the power to turn on the lights. Uh, if you had a technologically savvy guy, I don't even say guy, person, who wanted to stalk you, he could potentially hack into your stuff like that. Right. It's like having, you know, like a baby monitor in your home and like picking up another phone conversation. It's weird because when I was passing, you know, because Ford has or any car has, it like syncs up with your phone. So it's Bluetooth capable. I passed a cop car on the other side of the street and they were parked. They had somebody pulled over and I was about to get in the freeway and my radio picked up their CB. I think you told me that. It was so weird. It was like. You know, it sounded like a police CB, and um, I was like, they were talking, you know, obviously about uh, the ticket issue and, you know, backgrounds and stuff like that. I'm like, holy shit, if it's that easy. So why would your thing pick it up? Because I had the sink on, but I didn't have anything going. I had no, like, I didn't Mm -hmm. have my Amazon music going, nothing, but it was already synced up to my phone. Like, the Bluetooth was already on, so it was ready to search for another Bluetooth. Hmm. which is crazy um, which is weird because you think if they pull over somebody with that feature that it would pick up on theirs too one robots are all to guess two the government wants to spy on us three people are hackers and potentially in this world you know might try to hurt you yeah I never thought it was a uh, yeah because uh Okay, so is Alexa, according to Bloomberg Technology, is Alexa really eavesdropping on you? Uh, I've gone all in on Amazon's line of Alexa power speakers, installing them throughout my home and buying them for family members. We use them to play music, tell a joke, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, I said, I, and I can get it to talk to a computer like I'm Captain Picard in Star Trek. Uh, but stories like this one in Gizmodo last week suggest that the popular and inexpensive line of voice-activated speakers pose a threat to user privacy. The writer argues that devices like the Amazon Echo and Google Home contain microphones that are always on and sending volumes of data back to their parent companies. These speakers might also make it possible for hackers and law enforcement uh, authorities to drop a secret wiretap into your living room. You're right. The American Civil Liberties Union agrees uh, in vying against the Echo and other connected speakers. Uh, Boing Boing's Corey Doctorow writes that they are normalized surveillance. Even InfoWars conspiracy theorist Alec Jones uh, got into the act last week, interrogating an Echo on his show with hilarious earnestness. Alexa, do you work for the CIA? Alexa, are you lying to me? Alexa, who is Jeff Bozos? Now, I don't mean to defend these companies as much as to rationalize my own enthusiasm for these devices, but all these concerns seem to be a bit overheated. If the companies are telling the truth about how they operate and lying about how it would draw um, ire from both government regulators and customers, the privacy threat is not as big of a problem as it might appear. First, devices like the Echo and Google Home are not really, quote, always on. They're in passive listening mode. The fuck? Uh, it's the same difference. Um Using a small amount of power for something called device keyword spotting. In effect, the companies say the device is recording about one second of ambient sound hunting for the acoustic signature uh, of their wake words, Alexa or OK Google, and then constantly overwriting and discarding the fraction of the sound. When the wake word is uttered, the echo glows with a blue crown of light. Only then does it send a command to the cloud to fetch a response from Amazon servers. Users can look at their personal history uh, in the Alexa smartphone app to see exactly what sound Amazon has said to its servers. Um, Gizmodo Peace acknowledges the... Um, uh, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... It says, okay, so basically, he's saying that unless you say the keywords like, okay, Google or Alexa, it won't turn... It won't give that signal. Yeah, but... But then again, it's <clears throat> listening for it. Yeah, but you think that some company is going to say, oh, yes, we were spying on you. Or this is, you know, meant right. to be something different than what we claimed it was. Right. No, Amazon not says say that. Not. Exactly. Oh, yeah, by the way, sorry, we didn't have to tell you this part. But now that you looked into it. <laughs> There's awesome f- five awesome illegal uses for Alexa. Illegal uses? Yeah. According to adage.com, if you let your imagination run wild in the world of automatic speech recognition or in natural language understanding and you throw in a little fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you come up with several illegal uses for at-home systems such as Alexa voice or voice service, uh, Google Home, Siri, and Cortana, which I have, um, that will give you pause. As I've previously written, Alexa is the killer app for Internet of Things. Um it is not dangerous, at least not in its present form, but just for fun, let's pretend this is the world of infinite possibilities. Um, so number one is skipping commercials. Alexa, find me a free version of this movie without commercials. And I will do that. Media info. Alexa, what song is that? Alexa is always listening. What if it, 
it could use its 60 second buffer of recorded audio to help identify audio fingerprints or audio watermarks from soundtracks or other audio content. Amazon owns IMBD and has about a zillion songs and videos in its prime streaming service library. If it's lifting anyway, well, you get my point. On demand, everything. Alexa, I want to order the sweater Jennifer Aniston is wearing right now. Alexa, put this song on my playlist. Alexa, get this song for me for free. She's a slave. <laughs> She's a government spy slave. <laughs> She's not the femme fatale that we always thought she would be. She's actually a ditz. TV ratings. Unless you're in the media business, you probably don't know uh, the archaic methodology used to determine TV ratings. I won't bore you here. However, since Alexa is listening, it could accomplish something truly magical and illegal with the mother of all user agreements, real TV ratings. Amazon knows who owns Echo devices. In fact, Amazon knows everything an advertiser needs to know about you, including your full contact information, your credit card info, purchase history, streaming history, and more. Imagine not only that Alexa identified what content was playing, but also that there was simultaneous live conversation. Uh, applying, apply a little machine learning and a bit of media modeling, and Amazon would own the most actionable set of marketing data ever created. Let's see, Skynet, Empire, First Order. I actually don't have a good metaphor for this, but ah. Uh, uh, pre-installed surveillance. Alexa, record the next three hours of audio from Echo Dot 2. Alexa, tell record a call to record for 20 minutes after the phone rings. Or for the hacking community, it's simply open season. Alexa's no good, you guys. <laughs> Stop this. No. Save yourselves. Do you know a lot of people with Alexa? I know one. And I'm sorry, when I went over his house and he was doing that, I was like, this is creepy. Come on, guy. You really, like, as soon as I saw the commercial for it, I'm, I thought the same thing you did. I'm like, no. Dude, that thing, it, okay, so it's voice activated, and it's hooked up to every network possible. I have a friend who has one, and he has it hooked up to his lights. Yeah, that's what he had. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of weird. Just turn off the damn I mean, lights. not weird. Like, I get it, but it creeped me out a little bit. Well, because my fear of robots, but also just like. Well, it was weird because he was like, Alexa, um, turn off the lights. And it went, whoom, whoom. And it just wavered like a brownout. <laughs> it's like, that's weird. I'm like, oh, this is how horror movies start. <laughs> Seriously. Hmm. You look bored. No, not bored. Don't turn off your mic. No, it's, well, because I breathe, and then I'm supposed to take a drink, and I don't want all that getting on the mic. <laughs> so. That's I what Alexa breathe. probably sounds oh, like. Breathing. I was trying to read up more <laughs> on her um, her laughing, and, kind of, kind of makes me feel like, why am I not laughing more? <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. So do you think we're haters? Of Alexis? Yeah. You could, um, you said it was Alexis, too. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go buy one. And we're Alexa? Like, or Alex- it's a- Alexa? Alexa. Alexa. Okay. You want to go buy one and buy it a drink. Uh, yeah, we're like, well, we she knows how to have it. a good time. One. Okay. You want to get she, in bed with it. I just, <laughs> I feel like I'm very behind on technology. 
That's okay. My technology is still kind of stuck in like 2001 because perfect. Hear me out. I was no, really young. It's good. Then. It is good. And then my um, at first I was like one of the first families of like the my friends who had a computer. So I kind of grew up like <laughs> my dad has a cell phone. It clips to his belt. You know. Like, right. I thought that I was real hot stuff but then you were you know family kind of came on tough times and couldn't really afford the latest and greatest and i didn't really get a cell phone until much later than a lot of people that i knew and uh was very behind in technology and to this day i just have a very cheap cheap metro pcs phone that so as far as like things like alexa and stuff go i'm just uh, unless it's gifted to me, I'm probably never going to buy one. You're probably one of the safest people ever. I'm just boring. That's uh, you're, you're safe. Mm-hmm. I'm just boring. And you're safe. And that's Good fine. But I don't know what the hell the government would be listening to me have to say. Or if that's like... They won't the let you buy fear. an Alexa. <laughs> you're boring. Exactly. I you have cannot, nothing to give we you. We sold out. I tried my best i like go out to have an interesting life just to try to impress the government (laughs) 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 just go on a a cocaine binge is that interesting (laughs) any listeners out there have any cocaine my alexa just went off (laughs) darn searching for cocaine why is alexa shining blue right now she wants to ride the white horse (laughs) Did anybody say cocaine? <laughs> I do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> um, she's like, <laughs> well, before the government listens to us anymore, hi, NSA. I think we should go to break. Mm-hmm. All right, going to break in three, two, I- I'm not going to count down. Sorry. When we come back, <laughs> more crap. No, I was like, I didn't get it at first, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> it was a joke that went over Holly's head, and then we were just... <laughs> I'm sorry, the song jumped on me. It was like... <laughs> she looked at the Showing like, me, like, the 10 live. second, and then it just, like, cut out, and I'm like, quit talking oh, shit, no. you're live. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. So, huh. A driver claims a ghost hitchhiker suddenly vanished inside his truck. According to News.com Australia, a driver has claimed he picked up a hitchhiker who then vanished into thin air. The man says his paranormal passenger left behind just a burnt smell (laughs) and melted shoe marks on his rubber mats. Pedro Perion from San Jose de la Esquina, Argentina, was driving home on February 26th when he saw a young man hitchhiking on the side of the road, the Sun reports. Uh, as he often did on his trip around the province, he pulled over and offered to give the man a ride. Uh, despite the hitchhiker being a bit shy and reserved, Mr. Perion uh, said he seemed to be a bit regular teen, the likes of which he often picked up. That sounded like a pedophile. I was thinking, uh, what was he doing these people? Right. <laughs> but while he can hardly remember most of the... of the people he had given lifts to over the years, he said that his passenger's face will stay with him for the rest of his life. Looking back on the events that transpired that day, Mr. Perion wished he had learned... Oops. 
uh, which he had learned more about this mysterious passenger. All he was able to learn about him was that he came from a nearby town of Arteja, Ortega, and uh, he was 17 years old. Uh, when asked if he was going all the way to San Jose, do you know the way <laughs> to San Jose? Um, the boy said no. And that he would tell him where he'd like to get out. Uh, Mr. Aperion reports, finally, he asked me to drop him off at the junction with the road leading to the cemetery. Sorry, he keeps loading on me as I'm reading. Creepy. And as soon as I got there, I sensed an awful burning smell. Uh, I stopped to see if something had caught fire, got out to check the back of the truck. And as soon as I turned around, I noticed there was no one inside. The baffled trucker checked the passenger seat more thoroughly, but all he found were two footprints... A scorched footprints melted into the rubber mat. He looked around to see if the boy had just ran out faster than he could spot him, but there was no sign of him anywhere and no other footprint. So he got out of his car to check to see what the smell was, and then when he got back in, the guy was gone? No, he just turned around to see if... No, he just... He said, I stopped to see... Oh, he he stopped, but... um, I stopped to see if something had caught fire. Oh, he did get out. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh... Got out to check the back of the truck, and as soon as I turned around, I noticed that there was no one inside. Um, unable to explain what happened, Mr. Perrion went to the cops, stopped looting, <laughs> um, and told them the whole spooky story. Word, word of his experience spread around San Jose, and soon the man was contacted by dozens of TV radio stations for interviews. Uh, Mr. Perrion said he is not the kind of man to believe in the paranormal and described himself as a devout Catholic. Um, I'm a little stressed, nervous. I'm not afraid, but I just can't explain what happened, which is weird because he's not one to believe in the paranormal, but he's a devout Catholic, which deals a lot in the paranormal. I mean, let's talk about, you know, demon possession. And, um, don't, doesn't the Catholic, uh, faith, don't they believe in purgatory? Yeah. So don't they believe in spirits? Well, purgatory is just the... Between heaven and hell, right. but that would be your spirit, right? Like between... Some people don't think of it that way, but it could mm-hmm. be. It's like hell's waiting room. Now serving. <laughs> 247. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you can see the uh, the burn marks. Those little dark footprints. I guess those are burn marks. It's such a crappy picture. But I believe this guy. I mean, why would he lie? He's not getting money out of it. It's like um, <clears throat> the mat from the car was pulled out. And uh, yeah, there's two foot imprints on there. I would put his feet up against it and see. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hmm. It's like it's an OJ trial all of a sudden. <laughs> Are these your footprints? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, drop me off at the junction where the, the, the cemetery is. I gotta get back to my grave. Right. If, like, of all sun, places, why would you go to the... If the sun's up for more than 10 minutes, I'll start to disintegrate. So, did you ever see that show that I was talking about before, um, where the people came back to life and, like, nothing ever happened to them, and it was an um, Austra- Australian uh, series on Netflix? You were telling me about it. Okay, I didn't see it, seen though. It no. What was it called? I don't want to give it away, but this kind of reminds me of it. Um, It was called... What was that? Shoot. Now I'm going to forget the name of it. I have to look it up really quick. But something similar happens in the show that you're talking about right now. 
Asked, like, did he get that from the show? Right. <laughs> I want to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Finally, he asked me to drop him off the junction with the road leading to the cemetery. I'm just going to walk the rest of the way back to my grave. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, When I start burning up, you'll know we're there. Big, <laughs> <Right. laughs> did you turn the heat off? <laughs> but roast. <laughs> <laughs> Glitch. It's called Glitch. Oh, that's right. But yeah, something similar happens in the show Glitch. So I was like, oh, this sounds really similar to that show. So wait, in the show Glitch, didn't you say that they they come back to life but didn't realize like they were never dead? So in the beginning of the show, this is not give it away because this is the very opening of the show. In the beginning of the show, you see um, that they're in the cemetery. 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 They're cemetery. Uh, and the police officer who ends up being like one of the main characters and um, a doctor come to the scene after finding people who have lost their clothing or what they thought was they lost their clothing and they were confused and couldn't remember anything and they were found in the cemetery. And the more that they were around there, the more people that they saw. And then it turns out that these people are actually coming out of the graves. So then they're trying to recollect what happened and how they were in these graves. And like, and um, they start remembering some of their past life. But when they start doing medical procedures on them, like blood work and such, there's nothing wrong with them. So... That's why the show is called Glitch, and then they're trying to figure out why these people came back t- uh, to life. And so it's like a glitch in time. Yeah, that's cool. Because the I'm more actually, you watch it, the I've more been you reading a little bit what's like, going on. I've been reading so much about you know scenarios like that, or even like people missing, or you know people having like memories of children, their children, and that they actually don't exist. It's like time glitches. Dimensional theories, all that stuff. Um, so I would love to see that show. That sounds great. Because as soon as you said glitch, I was like, I know this probably has to do with like time, space, and then you said they came back to life, and yeah. they're trying to piece it all together. That's super cool. What season are they on? Or is it like a remember. one shot? Um, there was a few seasons. I'm trying to remember how many seasons there were now. But yeah, it's on Netflix. So it's called Glitch. It's really good. And it definitely had me on the edge of my seat. And like um, I said before, a while ago, um, my boyfriend Jeremy, he was like, uh, "Usually, I can predict things in shows, and they're very easy, like easily readable. Um, you can usually tell what's going to happen next." But he said, with that, he couldn't tell. And that was the one show he, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen next in this so show. Really it's just writing. like really, yeah. Really not predictable. Hmm. Now I really got to see it. <laughs> Glitch. Yeah, there's so many things that I've added to my watch list. Huh. Speaking um, of um, weird, weird things happening to people, did you see... Uh, Ashley last night in Facebook post about uh, 
she's like, tell me, I want everybody to tell me weird encounters they might have had with supernatural things like ghosts or such. Did you see that? Mm-mm. And then she told us a story about how she was babysitting her, um, I think she said her her cousins, her little cousins or something. And she was sitting on the couch and um, the TV just went off out of nowhere. And then she heard something behind her, like something hit the window. So it freaked her out. And she's like, I'm going upstairs. So then she went upstairs in one of the bedrooms and she locked the door and she was watching TV. And she said, all of a sudden the doorknob started rattling. Like, Hell no. <laughs> shaking. And she's like, oh my gosh, so she hid under the covers. <laughs> That's like always our instant go-to. Hide under the covers, they can't get you. Right. <laughs> that's a human but thing. But she it's said like, that's the only thing that happened. Uh, uh, she's like, I pissed my pants. <laughs> Jeez, no. That's crazy. I would have talked about my sleep paralysis. Oh, and then actually people were talking about sleep paralysis underneath that because um, someone was talking about it. And yeah, I want to ask you about this because one of the people were telling a story about this young child who had sleep paralysis and they were freaked out by things that were being said by this this kid um one night waking up and saying that they saw a figure of a man wearing a like a brimmed hat oh yeah the man in black hat yeah okay so you've heard about it yeah and then they were saying yeah we looked it up online and there's a lot of people who see that especially people with sleep paralysis mm-hmm. they see this man with a a big hat on it's like a dark figure and you can make out that it has a hat on yeah and sometimes it comes with an entourage and uh everyone's getting creeped out that that similar people have seen this you know same thing yeah it's kind of like mothman prophecies yeah it's very interesting yeah it's freaky because there's like a series of things that people see that's one of them orbs just like red orbs everywhere and you can't move which i've seen that before so the thing with that i think about is with sleep paralysis i've never experienced it but you have and i find it really fascinating that when people see the same things and and you can't really explain why multiple people see the same exact thing right it would be make more sense if people were seeing different things and you know but to see the same exact person looking you know Exactly. And with this, I don't believe it's the power of suggestion. I really think that they are saying the same exact things. You know, people can say, well, it's a manifestation of your own fears while we all have the same exact fears. I never dreamed up a man in a black rimmed hat. You know, have you seen it? That, <laughs> not quite, that I have not seen. Um, I saw the first time I had sleep paralysis was like a winged creature. And it was brown, smoke, a smoky black figure. And which is weird because when I typed it in and smoky black figure couldn't move, that's when I learned about sleep paralysis because it's the first thing that came up. And people had seen that before. It's kind of waves there and it has this like, you know, almost like it's got holes in the face of it. So it kind of has a face. Uh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was making a face at that. Yes, poor Ellen. <laughs> that joke was not as cute as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like the three seconds it took for me to like lean back and then go to the microphone big. Should I tell that joke? No. It's <laughs> a very yourself se- in reverse. <laughs> it's a very serious thing. And it's probably a very scary thing, especially like the first time you experience it. 
Hell I, yeah. I don't want to know. So I didn't mean to try to make light of that. No, absolutely not. Because, I mean, you're fine. When we watched the documentary, um, The Nightmare, one of the segments was called, quote, It's a Thing. And people did the same thing I did. I went to the internet and I was like, oh my God, this is a thing. And everybody in the interview goes, it's a thing. This is a thing. This is real. Like other people have experienced this. Because they're like, I thought I was the only one. Um. Which was, I mean, nice for them and nice for me to know that I wasn't alone. Um, yeah, I would be really curious on researching that because I know that there wouldn't be really much information, but I, I do find it fascinating that so many people can say the same, uh, they've had the same encounter with shadowy figures. I mean, it's always just kind of a shadowy figure or, you know, you, even your experience was, you know, a black, misty kind of shadowy thing. Mm-hmm. Static people, uh, and it's usually. I mean, I never heard sleep paralysis without fear. I mean, you're paralyzed, so that is, you know, scary. Right. And I just wonder what that triggers in the brain, and what causes it. And I I don't know. I mean, well, it's the stage between every, awake and sleep. So. Even if it was something that was triggering everyone in the same part of their brain or, or whatever may be happening with the the way that we function and whatever's throwing something off. I just feel like everyone's brain is, is different in the way that we think. So I don't think that the, all these people would be saying the same exact thing. Right. It doesn't add up. At least not as many people as that are claiming that they've seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, well, maybe it's people who have a lot of anxiety or a lot of stress, you know, triggering something, but I have a lot of anxiety every day and I have, you know, I have, I feel like I, I sometimes I'm like, I feel like maybe sometimes I need something for my anxiety because my anxiety gets really high, but I don't have sleep paralysis. Right. And these people, when they go to the doctors, that's exactly what they're diagnosed with. Oh, you're, you're just really stressed out. Cause they can't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny because there was <laughs> we always talk about the nightmare on the show. You people really need to watch it. Creepy as hell. Um, but this guy to keep these things from entering his room at night, he's got it so bad that he knows that when he has a TV on, that they don't show up. The funny thing is, like, and this is probably gonna sound funny and um. Maybe people would make fun of me, but I get like sometimes I'll get scared at night more, um, you know, when I'm by myself, obviously. And the thing that comforts me is leaving the TV on. I could have the lights off, but as long as I have the TV on, I feel safer. Right. Because you, well, it's background noise, right? You hear people. Yeah, but it's the light too projected off. I feel like well, it's like almost like a nightlight. The guy now has six TVs in his room because. One or two was not working, meaning that they would still come in after a while. So he'd get another TV and another TV. Do you think that's actually, do you believe that that could be true? Oh, I believe him. Because why would you have six TVs in your room? Obviously, it's working. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like interruption in signal between dimensions, if it's creating a barrier I don't know. But then there's other people that report static people, right? Static people that climb out of the TV. They're all made of static. Well, I was going to say, well, what about white noise and, and 
spirits, uh, spirits can go through white noise and that, you know, television is considered white noise. If it's on, if it's on static, like, right. But that one guy was like, yeah, this, and there was no TV on as a child. These static people would just come in and just look at him. And then one time they tickled him when he was a kid. Like, eh. We aren't going to fuck with you yet. And this poor <laughs> bastard, you know he lives alone. Because as he's talking, you know, he's like, yeah. And he's talking about all these scary experiences. And he's just looking at his hands as he's smiling. He's like, uh-huh. Yeah, no, it still happens to me to this day. Well, could you imagine you had to explain that to somebody and you're like, I'm going on a date, but. If you come back to my bedroom, the six TVs are worn <laughs> off. <laughs> the evil. Just put them all in porn. Set them now in. that you're here, I don't have to battle this alone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Alexa comes on. Alexa out of nowhere. She's like, yeah. <laughs> the jams. <laughs> Me <circle>. too. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, so crazy. Oh, the one guy, that same dude with the static people was talking about how the the shadow people would fuck with him really bad as a kid. They talked to him and they'd try to scare him. And they would say <laughs> things like I don't know what his name. I'm gonna say for for lack of memory that his name was Luke. Like, Luke, you just won the giant insect of the month club and they would dangle a tarantula in front of his face how scarring is that <laughs> giant insect of the month club she's so regretting producing the show <laughs> i love giant insects it's more so like the thought of this being that a lot of people have seen and there's no really reason to why that's more what scares me oh it's disturbing i'm still stuck on that part of the story I, I'm cool with the giant bug. Do you... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Well, that's okay. When it comes to your sleep paralysis, do you ever find that there's a common thing that happens before bed or during that day with each episode? Like something that triggered, maybe triggered it during that day or you feel like you feel a certain mood or feel a certain way right before... You just know kind of that, that night that you're going to have an episode or no? You know at what state of sleep you're in because it's, like I said, it's between, it's the stage right before sleep. It's right before REM. Could you ever go to bed and you're just like super, you had a super good day and everything just went really well and you were in a good mood and then you went to bed and you were just like, and then you had that happen? Yeah. You had it. Okay. So, yeah. No real rhyme or reason. The first time it happened, I was really tired. I was really overtired. But I was studying demonology that night for a story. <laughs> no, that that was not on mic. I just let out a weird yawn. But it was more like a... Oh, I thought a, you were laughing. No, it's just because it's late at night. Uh, no. No. You can yawn. You can laugh. I don't care. Yeah. Demonology. You do whatever you want to. You, you'll, you'll yawn. You'll laugh. Enjoy the watch list. <laughs> Where do you go to uh, study demonology? The internet. Yep. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if there's like a, an old dusty book you pull out from underneath it's your bed. Like, I happen to own the Necronomicon. The library or basement. Hey. Right. Dead. Tales um, from the Crypt. I don't know. Because I used to own, like, they had all those, uh, maybe around like 2006, all those ology books were coming out. Like Dragonology, Egyptology. I, I, 
Wizardology. They were great for kids because they had all the little like fun pull out things and oh, those were the pull best out books. demons. Casey, can we have get a <laughs> kids book about demonology? Yeah, yeah. I would read the that. ABC demonology for kids. <laughs> no, I would. I would be that kid reading that book. I would. I would hold it tight um, and read it. Casey, can we have a camera follow you into? a to a library and you'd be like where's the demonology section <laughs> you would probably just say it's under the uh, it's under the occult books or they'd be like you mean the anime like they wouldn't get it <laughs> the anime <laughs> it'd be a nice old lady working behind the counter like I don't know is that a hip hop group the what the what the demons <laughs> demon days by gorillas that's all that's coming up so um yeah I I, I am really curious about that I would like more testing to be done about that and I really feel like it's too much going on to not be something with some kind of entities and oh, yeah, this guy spiritual things going on and I don't mean spiritual like in a religious way I mean spiritual like spirits Um, whether that's good or bad but so there was this lady who was in town, uh, friends with someone I know, and this doesn't really have to do with that, but I found it really interesting because now that we're talking about spirituality and things of that nature, and we talked about energy work and healing and people having ailments, and uh, we also talked about the higher self and how if you get to the higher self, you can, you know, they say that you can actually heal yourself. This lady was talking to me and she's and we both, you know, said that we did, did massage and that she was really into the same things I'm into. And then I was talking about the watch list, but she said uh, her friend goes, oh, she's she's actually healed a couple of people of cancer. And I'm like, what do you mean she's healed people of cancer? She's like, yeah, yeah. they. Uh, I guess some of the couple of ladies had cancer and they were given five months to live. And I wish she didn't live in another state because she already left town because I would like to have her on the show. But she does energy work. She does Reiki. And she took this lady because she said, well, what do you have to lose? Let's do, let's do energy work once a, uh, once a week for so many months. So um, worked on her for like five or so months, six months, seven months. I can't remember now. I think it was seven months. And she kept getting, um, going back to the doctor and it was getting like the, the tumor was getting less and less, like smaller and smaller. And eventually she went to, uh, remission. So she, was she doing any chemo? Um, cause let's not rule out like the treatment. Well, I know, but I think at that point she was already doing all her options and then she was given right. five months because I don't the think the prognosis give was you, already bad. Yeah. Cause I don't think that they would, I'm trying to remember now, but I just remember the doctor was, she said the doctor was very like shocked by it. Do we have a way to contact her by phone? I don't have her number. Well, I mean, she, she's a friend of a friend. I could try. I mean, I'm not super close to that person, but I could try. Yeah. I'll try. I want to hear those. Yeah. I don't know what the time difference is either. Where does she live? Uh, New Mexico. Oh. 
She was also talking about um, aliens because she was like, oh, in New Mexico, uh, you really do see a lot of uh, uh, spaceships. Oh, I'll bet. She's like, I've seen quite a few. (laughs) Well, especially since, like, you can see every star in the sky. Mm, She's like, it's not too uh, uncommon to see one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. I don't mean this in like a... So whether you believe in that or not, I mean, it was interesting to believe that um, the possibility of energy work being able to heal... And I do believe if you were to do that, you would have to definitely keep up on it like they did. Right. It can't be, it like, can't be like a one and done session. miracle. Yeah. Right. It has to be persistent. When you get to that point, I mean, you're willing to try anything anyways. Right. Pull out all the stops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if God, God forbid, I was on my deathbed and I had cancer. Somebody told me like this dog doo-doo would like cure it. I'd try <laughs> it. You know, I mean, you'll do anything. Well, that's uh, and going back. We have people pray over them. Like, you know ba- what I mean? Yeah, going back to our last show where we talked about um, the illegal black market organ trade, where they were, we were talking about the people of the Philippines because it was that's what the documentary was based on. But I was talking to someone about it because they were like, "Oh, well, what did you do on the last watch list?" And I'm like, "Oh, we talked about." Uh, the organ trade and about the Philippines and these people, you know, giving an organ to help support their family because they got, you know, up to a four thousand dollars. And um, I said that a lot of the buyers were from the U.S. or from Canada and to make it legal because it's illegal there to unless you have. It's part of your family, like a family member, and you're giving your kidney to them, then that's not illegal. But to an outside source that's not your family, then it's illegal. And so then these people, just to recap, I already know you know, but, and then uh, they make these fake uh, birth certificates that look real, and that's that how that's how they pass it off. So someone said, well, who would want a, uh, an organ? And they don't even know exactly who it's coming from or where it's coming from. I'm like, well, Are you serious? Well... Technically, if you're going that route, you already know that no one, you're not gonna, going to get an organ from, you know, the proper way of doing things. Right. So you, and you know you're going to die soon. So this is your last, you know, attempt at life. Yeah, he wouldn't be like, I don't know where that kidney came from. If you're, you know, you're dying and you only have so many months to live and they told you that you're denied um organ you know organ transplant yeah if you have family especially if you have kids i mean you're probably gonna do whatever it takes even if it was like this is, it has like a two percent chance of working well let's do it let's take that two percent mm-hmm. well i was like yeah you could possibly die because who knows where this organ is coming from i guess but you're gonna die anyways <laughs> right Try anything. Yeah. And, uh... It's so funny that he would be so pretentious as to be like, I don't want an organ that I didn't know where it came from. Well, he didn't realize that real doctors were performing the surgery either. He was like, well, you know, what kind of people are doing the surgery? I'm like, doctors? He's like, yeah, but, like, real doctors? Uh, Yeah. Because they were showing how the hospital was closed down and the rest of the hospital didn't know what was going on because they do it late hours of the night. 
in a section of the hospital, you know, and only that section knows what's going on. Such a weird, weird. And I'm like, and it's real doctors who actually work in that hospital during the day. He's like, wow. It's it's disturbing. Yeah. I was telling Jason about it and I was like, think about like going to bed and having to worry about people busting into your home and wanting your kidney. Right. Or your li- or whatever. Like that one guy who um thought he had the f- free health screening that the hospital was putting it on, but turns out it wasn't a free health screening. They were just trying to test him to make sure that he was healthy enough to be able to give away his kidney. And then they showed up at his door with a gun saying that he was their property now because they were invested in him and he's, you know, healthy enough to give it away. So he better show up for that surgery. God. Because they'll lose out on so much money if he doesn't go. That's so disturbing. That's they already so paid that up. money for those tests. That's way worse than sleep paralysis. Jeez, <laughs> always. Um. So. I, I, you know what? Uh, was it last night or the night before? I did think about sleep paralysis and going back to your topic. And uh, I just sit there and I think about things sometimes, and I'm like, "Wow, that would be really scary." And so I always feel for people who have that. So I feel for you. And um, well, mind you, I mean, it, it only happened to me a couple times. Yeah, like three times. There's some people that happens live with night. it every night. And those people, gosh, they're living in hell. How do you even get any sleep? I don't know. It's like Freddy Krueger. I just feel like you'd be tired all the time, too. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Jeez. It is. It's like a real-life Freddy Krueger. It's insane. Absolutely insane. I started worrying about, um, you know, people were telling their stories online about, uh, entities and demonic things or just spirits in the house being haunted, whether that's good, you know, evil or not everything's evil. So whether it's evil or just spirits in the house that don't mean you any harm, I started thinking, damn, if I moved, (laughs) you know, I'm always worried, like, is this house haunted? Right. Mm. Could be. It's not going to show itself for a few months. Right. <laughs> Until so oh, story I tagged you in that um, made-for-TV movie from the 80s called The Haunting. Oh, yeah. It wasn't until they did renovations. Yeah, and it's disturbed. Yep. Yeah. That's the other thing. Torment. Yeah. If I start taking down some walls, are you going to... If I paint the walls, if I clean the floors, if I sand the floors, you know, where are you hiding out? I started thinking about that with my house um, because, you know, you know, the background of my house where someone died outside. Shoveling snow. Yeah. So I'm like thinking about how I want to take the wall down between the kitchen and the living room. And I'm like, is that going to disturb you? I right. hope not. Can you I mean you no harm. <laughs> that would be really big. Are you? Are there beams there? Uh, it's a yeah, it's a um, a weight bearing wall. But I talked to someone, and you can actually—I mean, there's simple fixes for that to be able to still take that wall down, but have um a beam going across, to, like up top. Or there's different options, right, to support it. 
Because my, I mean, not to go on about my house, but my idea was to put a breakfast bar in between the uh, kitchen and the living room and have a breakfast bar with the, like, island breakfast bar thing. That's what I imagined as soon as you said that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would make the house a whole lot bigger. Yeah. Hopefully not disturb spirits. Right. (laughs) I don't think it would. If you have, if you have, there's, there's nothing. The house looks out. nice, Holly. They you've come done, to me in my sleep. You've done a lot of, you, well, you took out the whole entire back mezzanine porch, that weird thing that was back there that led up to your room. Spirits were like, damn, finally. Thank you for taking that down. Yeah, that was rickety, eh? <laughs> Scary. That thing was rotten out. Crazy. <laughs> oh, man. So we got 20 minutes. So. <laughs> Robo Jack. What comes to mind when I say that? Robo Jack? I was thinking like Jock Itch or Jock <laughs> Exactly. Robo Jack. Ro- a robot. According a to the sun, robot that can ride horses at 30 miles per hour gears up for the Chel- Chel- excuse me, Cheltenham Festival. The six foot tall Robo Jack. Why the hell did you have to call it that? Is made from lightweight steel that could be winning races by 2025. Um, Robo Jockey clears another hurdle as it is put through its paces for the first time. Bookie Bet Bright uh, asked experts to build it after Futurologist. How are you a Futurologist? That sounds made up. Dr. Ian Pearson predicted artificially intelligent robots would be winning races by 2025. Uh, made from lightweight steel and using cutting-edge technology, the robot is already capable of riding horses up to 30 miles per hour. Unlike old-fashioned riders, the robot, the RoboJack is about six foot tall, gleaming silver, uh, with a piercing camera uh, in the left eye. Uh, despite the riding uh, head perched on its head, it's hard to believe that this R2-D2 look like it looks nothing like R2-D2, by the way, uh, would ever be able to hold the reins, let alone control a thoroughbred at speed. Uh, but once mounted for the first time ever, it proves to be frighteningly uh, competent jockey. This prototype moves its limbs for balance and control and will be shown at uh, Cheltenham this week. Unlike mere mortals, it doesn't need to learn to ride. Sensors between the saddle and its body communicate so it instantly knows what to do. So here's my thing. Um, for one thing, futurologist. Uh, no. The study uh, of the future? I'm a futurologist. I also like stuff and stickers and t-shirts. How can you study the future? <laughs> By examining the past. Mm. Right? That was my deep <laughs> comment of the That's night. Deep. Let's watch this shithead ride. Studying your past. Right. Actually, I just had that conversation today with a client. Hey guys, Dr. Rox here. I want to talk to you about why we all need to be getting more collagen in our diet. What the hell? I think <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> I think that's the wrong video. <laughs> get more collagen in your night. Oh my god, it's a super commercial. I apologize, everyone. Excuse you, Oh, shut up. <laughs> are you? Are we serious right now? Well, let's just see this asshole shot about collagen uh, protein. How do I get into the field of futurology? <laughs> yeah, find that out. <laughs> Yeah, that's just what I wanted to hear. That music. 
Oh, he's gearing well, up. Today we're doing something that's quite exciting and fun. We commissioned a futurologist to give us some feedback on when he thought we might have a robo-jockey. And based on his research and the advancements in AI, he thought we might have a robo-jockey by 2025. Whoa, that thing is scary. And today is, is a jockey who <laughs> it looks is nothing talking, like riding a horse. It's scary. I made a race just like a human jockey. It was a little bit weird. I came around the corner and I saw this sort of thing sitting on the horse. Yeah, it was kind of freaky. I'm quite freaky. Many steel and electronic parts connected together so that I can move, speak, and even watch you. No. <laughs> the thing that really impressed me today was I came here expecting to see the, the robo jockey ride a horse. What I wasn't expecting was to have a conversation with a jockey. Would you like to ask me a question? It would be weird to see uh, robot jockeys at Cheltenham one day, but you never know what could happen. I mean, we've had robot snooker players for years, you know, Steve Davis being the ultimate one back in the 80s. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I was quite skeptical, but it's actually quite interesting. And um, you can see there's a future for it. No. Why? People not good enough? Yeah, that is my main question. Is uh, all the things we need, like robots for, like <laughs> jockeys? Well, well, maybe just get rid of horse racing because it's probably rough on the horses. It, it's like, probably is it because they're lightweight? Well, yeah, because jockeys aren't you know very tall people in general. Davy Jones was a jockey. I, I mean, but like the robot lighter weight than right. People? But I, I hate how he's like. Would you like to ask me a question? No. Wait, I do have a, I do have a question though. Davy Jones of the Monkees? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love the Monkees. In his, uh, I should know this. In his audition tapes, he was talking about how uh, he was a jockey. He is kind of a, a smaller man, but mm-hmm. rest in peace. Yes, the um, the legendary, the beautiful, and the incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Any other adverbs? Throw them out there. <laughs> I own the entire monkeys catalog in every single episode. Big monkeys fan. Anyway, so I'm more of a Michael Nesmith girl myself. Though. Oh, I'm a Mickey Dolan's girl. So <sighs> okay, then you're left with Peter Tork. Sorry. <laughs> I actually like Davy. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Nobody likes Peter Tork. <laughs> She's into. We Dave love guys. Peter Tork. Like okay, Davey. sorry. Um, I'll shut up about the monkeys. Sorry, that's <laughs> fine. Peter Tork, if you're listening, though, you can just. Reach he was out. at Motor we City like Comic Con a few years ago. What? All right, I'm shutting up. I'm sorry. You can I ring just, Ellen's bell. I love right. the monkeys. <laughs> oh, go home and watch the monkeys. That's actually. Can I come with you? Sure. One of my childhood memories was you know going to hang out with Casey at her parents house and uh watching the monkeys with her yep that's a great memory she, back, back in the day she's <laughs> <You're very, welcome. laughs> she's very much a flower child oh yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah the the robots scare me okay i don't know if you know this but i'm really scared of robots and <laughs> i just feel like they're all to get you know get us and destroy the world so <laughs> When they're like, do you have a question for me? Yeah, can you go away? Right. <laughs> I wonder if this was like created on a dare. Self-destruct mode. Go. Like, I dare you <laughs> to build a robot. Like, I dare you to build a robot yeah. that can ride horses. Of course they have to make him look all prim and proper. Okay, he's a, like looks like a big old tin man. But then he's got a little, what is it? The monocle? monocle? Well, yeah, he's giving you the stank eyes. What it is. <laughs> he's like. He's a one-eyed monster. Mm. A tin dick. He's a very slender robot. Created mm. by like the brainchild of a futurologist. 
So my friend's neighbor who knows a guy who smokes a lot of pot. That's exactly what we're listening to. Wow. Just get out of here with that shit. Of all the things that could be invented or, you know, researched or spent money on, that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Meanwhile, we gotta make, in Syria. Uh, we, we have to make robot jockeys? Really? Why don't we make a robot army to take out ISIS? <laughs> Nobody wants to do that because then they'll turn on us because way too many people watch James Cameron films. We really made these robots to ride off on the horses in war. We built these robots. Yeah, that's a, you know what? That could, that can be the only reason. Mm-hmm. Why else would you make robot races? I want them make to ride robot horses. Robo horse. Nay. Robo cop. Robo horse. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I want a robo horse. No. Please. Give me a robo pony. Mm. You know, it'd be Robo like that one horse. movie. I can't even think of what the movie is because I'm tired. But where it was robots that were interacting with each other, and it was the humans who were um, controlling the situations, and they were in like a little. Uh, they would get in the chair, and and the robots would go out, and they would communicate with each other through the robots, but they wouldn't actually be together. You know, you remember that movie? No. So they would control their robots, but they wouldn't, like... Was it War Games? It wasn't even a war movie. It was just about... And what's his name? Uh, who used to uh, be with Demi Moore? Bruce Willis? Yeah, he was in it. I think he was the one who was sick of living in that world, and he was like, wanting to not be a part of that anymore, and... James Fernandez is listening, by the way. I checked my messages just to see if he was listening. <laughs> I was like, Sleep paralysis makes you see a man in a big hat. It makes you see a pimp. I said, ha, ha, ha. That's what it looks like. Look it up. Pimp paralysis. Pimp paralysis. <laughs> oh, shit. Pimp paralysis. Oh, shit. Pimp paralysis coming around. Ah! <laughs> pimp paralysis. It sounds like a record label. <laughs> pimp paralysis records. It's my new, uh, new jam. Pimp paralysis. It's, it's kind of a mouthful, though. Pimp paralysis. All paralyzed on me. <laughs> there, you could actually make quite a few hits with talking about bitches getting all <laughs> paralyzed. I'm such a dick. I just imagine all these chicks rolling down the streets of Detroit in uh, wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh he said it would be called pimp pimp paralysis pimp paralysis pimp paralysis sounds like a pep rally sounds like a pep my pep talk turned into a pep rally pep talk to us turned into a pep paralysis <laughs> <laughs> into, into a pep paralysis into a rallies <laughs> i'm so tired y'all hi james fernandez Say hi to everybody through Owie. Messenger. <laughs> he's not going to now. He's probably, he probably shut it off. Oh, he's like, oh, I'm he, out. Ah, he said, sup, ladies. So, what are your thoughts on uh, 
What do you think? Sleep paralysis. What? No, no, no. a jockey. What do you think of Robo Jock? <laughs> I feel like I'm talking Robo. to a machine, but what do you to- think of Robo Jock? <laughs> talking to my cell phone, like, let's see what it types. <laughs> He's like Alexa. Alexa, what do you what think do you of Robojack? Oh wait, he's about to type. <laughs> I think Robojack is weird as shit. Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> it is weird, and there's actually no point to it. Sleep paralysis is some scary stuff. James is very insightful tonight. <laughs> so agreed on all accounts. You're welcome. The CIA says hello. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's comforting. Okay. So what did we learn here today? My pep talk turned into a <laughs> Your pep talk will turn into a pep rally because all of the well, NSA and CIA is listening. Let's take it back. <laughs> I thought that Nelly Furtado Maneater song was going to start. Take it back. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Me. <laughs> okay. Um. What was the first thing we talked about? Oh, we talked about Mars. Oh, yes, Mars. Is a life on Mars. Well, I think David Bowie's there. So, you know what? I will take the risk. I will go to Mars. Because I don't think he's dead. I think he just went home. <laughs> so, let's just pack it up. He could probably entertain you. Yeah. So I'd be so happy to see him again. Recap. Yeah. You'd probably be cool if you went to Mars. But would you be happy? Maybe. Are you a loner? Probably should sign up for that. Right. If you're you, a loner, you'd probably be happy. Uh, are you into the loner life? I feel like we agree that eventually there will be life on other planets as far as maybe we would inhabit, you know, habitant be. I can't talk. I know it's, it's it's been a long day. We do this show too late. We work so damn much. It's like <laughs> a like, late can't talk ever. Late night on Monday. I can never talk after thirteen hours, fourteen hours of working. Uh, <laughs> we will inhabit planet Mars someday, but probably not within our lifetime. Maybe in the future of your children or your children's children. Ghost man in the vehicle. Did he burn off into the sunset? Maybe. <laughs> Fingerprint or fingerprints. Footprints are a little sketchy. Well, that's how it like he's like a magician. You know, like drops a smoke bomb and then goes back and it was great. Like <laughs> five minutes of fame or really happened. I think it really happened. Or the guy, I don't know, was just drunk. I don't know. But either way, I don't think he's lying. <laughs> Why would he lie? I mean, there's he's got nothing out of it. I but need to some... go smell that car. But yeah, Robo Jackie. Mm. Is he's got to go? Lame. Next, Alexa. Lame. Oh, that's got to go. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa has to go before Robo Jackie. I I feel that strongly, but I swear to God, Holly, as soon as I saw that commercial, I was like, nope. <laughs> well, how many people are gonna have Robo Jackie in their house? Not many. <laughs> <laughs> Robo Jackie, can you download me an illegal song? Do you for have free? a question for me? Yeah. No, I can only ride horses. Well, you then you are useless. 
I don't even have a horse for you to ride. Why don't you ride these I want to insert some sexual joke. This would be stupid. <laughs> but I ate robots. <laughs> mm. Mm. So anyway. Don't do it. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't don't invite robots into your home at any cost. Please don't. Don't invest in the future of robots. Or anyone Please. who tells you that they're a futurologist. Plus, yeah. What the, the heck is that? If you go on a dating website and you're proven and this, the guy says he's a futurologist, run. <laughs> he is, he's an unemployed pothead. I guarantee it. That sounds like he's between jobs. a more hip name for a psychic. I'm a futurologist. <laughs> it's a scientist. It, so you, I'm a doctor, sort of. I'm a futurologist. I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of like a futurologist. It's just like no big deal. Oh, oh, no. I just got my degree in futurology. Oh my god! They're like I'm futurologist. <laughs> you see my call. He's like I'm a futurologist, and I see you and I together. <laughs> Damn dog, panties dropped. <laughs> my robo jock is ready. <laughs> For riding. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Ellen for producing our show. Thanks for having me. Thank Please you. follow her on Instagram at David She Roth. I will try my best. Uh, she she succeeds. She's my it's one of my favorite Instagram accounts. All my personal thoughts. It's funny because when I when I finally recognized who you were, I was like, oh, fangirl moment. Oh no, your Instagram no. cracks my shit. Well, I'm uh, glad to hear that. <laughs> love it, love it, love well, thank it. You. If you're into the Who, yeah, like Pete Townsend. If you're into The Simpsons, if you're into dad bods, that was the most, I hilarious, dad bod. that was the most hilarious post ever. I got one. Oh my God. I don't show it off often, but I got one. You look great, girl. Thank you. Show off that dad bod. I love it. Dad bods are in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, David Sheeroff. Thank you so much, Ellen. Um, so yeah, until next time, I'm Casey Pierce. I'm Holly Ogden. Good